0: There's something about him, I feel like it's me, I'm looking right at him, he's literally me. Welcome to another episode of Literally Him, a deep dive into Ryan Gossing's filmography. I'm your co-host Joseph.
1: And I'm your co-host Emilio.
0: Okay, so we uh, <laughs> me and Emilio said we're saying one of the actors' names right now. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Giovanni Ribisi, but we keep seeing, <laughs> uh, saying Re- Giovanni Ribisi, and it's making us laugh. <laughs> that
1: Ribisi.
0: Um, that were bussy. Um <laughs> Emilio, I wanted to ask you, so we're covering our first mobster movie, uh, what are some mobster movies that you like that you've seen before that uh are definitely better than this movie?
1: Um, I really like Goodfellas. Um, I mean, I honestly grew up watching that movie a lot, which is weird. I shouldn't have been watching that movie at such a young age, but um, Goodfellas, Casino. Uh, I really like The Departed. One that I watched on my own that I really liked was The Untouchables, which is kind of oh, yeah. like, this movie reminds me a lot of The Untouchables. Totally, totally. Um, but yeah, that was that's a great one too. Uh, there is one that I do like that's not too mobstery, but it's called The Drop with Tom Hardy and uh, James Gandolfini. That one's a
0: good mm, one. I think I've heard of that one, yeah. Yeah, it was um, like, a, how, like a... Oh, like a, yeah, yeah. It's like later in James Gandolfini's life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I famous... Or not famously, but I guess between you and me, I don't know if I've told you, but I've never watched The Sopranos, and I've always been meaning to. Uh, how many times have you watched The Sopranos? Wait, you've never seen The Sopranos? I've never watched a single episode, no. So... The right, so like, video looks like pissed off right now. No, 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 listeners. I'm not mad. It's
1: just... <laughs> I'm curious now because, like, I send Sopranos memes all the time, <laughs> and I'm just realizing you're like, "Oh, that's funny." I wonder what that's in context about. And you just <laughs> react well, I'd be mean, like,
0: it. I like, I know the general, like, I know the gist of it. Um, I've never just watched an episode. Um, I've always meant to. My brother uh, Frank has watched it for sure, and he's always told me it's a great show everyone loves it and i'm sure once i watch it i will love it but i don't know i just i get lazy to watch shit sometimes and uh, i just haven't gotten around to it
1: yeah it is um i've seen the sopranos i think i just did my third rewatch um i mean it, it's great it's funny it's uh definitely a big like i wouldn't even call him like an anti-hero um cuz he really isn't it's 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 kind of hard to hate uh Tony Soprano but at the same time like he does so much fucked up shit and he's yeah. just like you realize that he really isn't like that great of a person
0: that mm-hmm.
1: it, it you're kind of always in this in between of oh I really like him and I don't um, I also like all the other characters on it too. Like, like some of them are very like family oriented. Some of them come off like really soft and like sensitive. Like one of the characters is into, um, he's into, uh, model trains. Like he dresses up mm-hmm. like in a conductor's outfit and he like plays with his trains, but this dude fucking kills people. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, it's a great have show. You, have you ever watched the Godfather? Dude, I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. I I watched it when I was like 10 or 11 and it's mm-hmm. just such like a a slow burn movie. I yeah. know it's like revered as like one of the best not only mobster movies but just movies in general ever made. Yeah. I really need to rewatch it.
0: I uh yeah, like I know everyone brings it up as one of their favorite movies. Um, I remember when I was about 10 or 11 as well, that the Godfather video game dropped on PS2. And I remember I played the shit out of that game. I loved it so much. It was pretty much just a GTA Grand Theft Auto ripoff. But I I liked it a lot. That was a lot of fun. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. So as a kid, I was like, well, let me watch the movie. I'm sure it's also great. And then I watched it expecting for the character in the video game to be in it. Uh But the video game takes uh, you you play as a fictional character within this fictional story. So it's a character that's not even in the movie, but has significant role in the movie, if that makes sense. And then um, I remember watching it and it's like three hours long. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep at some point in the middle. And then (laughs) I just haven't watched it since. So maybe at some point we should rewatch it somehow for this podcast or something. Have you seen the second or third one? Um I have not. I know that the second one is also revered as as really great and the third one is supposed to suck ass, but no I haven't. Yeah. I also love Al Pacino. Uh I love anything <laughs> Al Pacino does especially later on in his career when he's like really wacky. But uh no, I just haven't have not gotten around to those for some reason. She's got a great ass. She's got a great ass. That's, that's probably my favorite line in all of cinema. <laughs> I love heat so much. Well, uh Let's go ahead and jump into this this mobster movie. We're reviewing uh, Gangster Squad. I keep wanting to say Suicide Squad for some reason. Uh, Gangster Squad, (laughs) released in 2013, um, directed by Ruben Fleischer, who also did Venom and Zombieland. And also a bit of controversy when this movie came out. Um, I don't know if you remember, but this movie came out in was supposed to come out in 2012 um it also had a lot of difficulty getting off the ground from a script and a lot of people were like bouncing like tossing it around until finally it got made but then uh there's a scene that's been cut out of the, the movie where a bunch of mobsters shoot up a movie theater
1: oh uh, yeah as it was about
0: to come out uh, the 2012 uh, Colorado shooting occurred while the that while the Dark Knight was playing in a movie theater and um, they had to cut it out because obviously it would would have been in really poor taste. And That's uh, right. Yeah. Emilio, do you remember that? Do you remember hearing those headlines back then? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I do remember that. They had to um, reshoot it and I, ch- I they changed it to uh, Chinatown. But I yes. remember that. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Damn.
0: Yeah, they should have just kept
1: uh, it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Jesus. Um, I was like curious if they kept it in now, like since some time has passed, like maybe they put it back in. But in the one I watched, no, it's not. It's not there. By the way, uh, how did you watch this movie? I rented it on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay, I rented it on YouTube. Yeah, um, I do not own this movie. Oh, uh, that's a big surprise. <laughs> okay, so we talked about the Sibelio, but you told me that you really revered this movie at one point in your life when you were younger. Tell me what, like, what did you like so much about this movie when you were younger?
1: Um, I'll give everybody a wild guess as to <laughs> why I really like this movie. Uh, it was just another Ryan Gosling movie, and you know it's set in the the forties and fifties where I would not be welcome, but you know, you can only wish, right? Uh, the set pieces were nice. I mean, the clothing's great. If it wasn't hot as shit, I would probably dress like that. Um, but I mean, it's, it's an actor I really liked. And in a setting and time that aesthetically looks very nice. And, it was like just that perfect combination for me to be obsessed with this movie. I am genuinely surprised though, that I was not taken aback by Ryan Gosling's accent. Cause.
0: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Cause I would, I would like repeat lines that he says as like a joke. And I would kind of say it in that voice. And I, I I don't know why, like in my head, I was like, this is how he sounds. And
0: while watching it now, I'm like, what the fuck is. Yeah, so I, dude, okay, let's just get into the movie and we'll talk about it once Ryan Gosling pops up. (laughs) So we open up in the movie, it's Los Angeles, 1949. The thing that they really hammer home in this movie is that this is post-World War II, dealing with people who are coming back from the war. So you get a sense of like, there are a bunch of people that came back from World War II still wanting to fight and they need some type of outlet. So they either became a part of organized crime or they became cops um mm-hmm. what they don't do in this movie that i wish they did more was like they do talk about it and say that hey we're no better like cops like there are a few cops in the movie that say we're no better than the mobsters but they don't really hammer that home they still like end it with but they're the good guys the cops are doing a good job um yeah but we but we open up on this scene and uh, josh brolin who is playing omera detective omera or sergeant omera i mean He's narrating, talking about coming back from the war and how Los Angeles is filled with crime in 1949. And we open up on uh, uh, Sean Penn's character, Mickey Cohen, who is a mobster from the East Coast trying to make his name out in the West. Emilio, what did you think of Sean Penn? What did you think of his initial scene and how did he look? Um, Well, like his opening scene is
1: like a clip of him uh, practicing boxing. And I was genuinely surprised at how crazy ripped he looks. It, I was like, what the, because you could see just veins coming out of his arms. I was, I don't even remember that when I originally watched it and I was like, what in the fuck? I
0: don't um, remember that now, to be honest with you.
1: Really? Yeah. It's like a, it's like in black and white, I think. And he's like just beating the crap out of a punching bag. Um, but then it go opens to like Hollywood Hills, which at the time was Hollywood land. And I guess they're, uh, messing around with this dude who's from the gangster scene in Chicago who had gone to meet Mickey to, uh, break bread with him, I guess, or like to, to kind of have like a sit down and you realize that he's chained up to two cars and yeah, uh, This guy does say something kind of funny to Mickey Cohen because he's he's like, Oh, you're talking to like a man and then he goes, You're something else, you're rotten and I was just like, Oh god, like who says that to
0: somebody? (laughs) The it is funny because there are a lot of scenes where they use like vernacular and slang of the time. And I'm sure people said it. Of course people said stuff like this back then, but every time they do in this movie, I'm just like, Ugh, god damn it. (laughs) Like just stop,
1: please. Yeah, and then they uh, cut him in half.
0: Yeah, with they the cars. pull him apart with two cars. So it's like an opening scene to show you that this guy Mickey Cohen is a uh, tough as shit and will kill. any he's, he's a sadistic killer, and he also kind of enjoys it. Um, and then we cut to Omera, who's on a stakeout. He's staking out these like uh, these uh, sex traffickers who are trying to abduct this woman. And it just, the scene shows that Omera is a cop that's gritty and tough, but he is always doing the right thing. Like in this one, in this scene, he's helping out a defenseless person who uh, needs help and he does the job, even though he ends up like fucking, I think he kills like half the people there (laughs) to do it. Yeah. And he brutally beats the shit out of everyone else. Uh, (laughs) What did you think of Josh Brolin's performance as Sergeant Omera? You know what? I actually he kind of fits
1: pretty well as this character because I mean, honestly it's, it's the voice, you know, like he is, he does sound like a brute kind of guy. And I mean, that opening sequence with the action was honestly really good. I like that first scene was where like the first scene I was kind of like beginning to really pay attention. I mean, it's executed very well, like where he takes those two guys out in the elevator, goes up to the room, beats the living sense out of those three other guys. And he saves the blonde girl and he tells her like, oh, welcome to Los Angeles. Yeah. (laughs) Like just like Um, typical like mobster movie corny
0: lines. I also feel like the action is very reminiscent of a comic book. A lot of the scenes are like I wouldn't like they kind of almost freeze on a punch or on a on a on someone shooting. And I'm not surprised I would have not been surprised if there was just like big like comic book letters that said pow or bang or something at yeah. some point. Uh but it makes sense because the director went on to do Venom and he also did Zombieland. So clearly he's been like he was the right guy to do those type of movies.
1: But yeah, it like doesn't that.
0: play it doesn't play well in this movie. I don't like it.
1: Yeah. The action is kind of odd. Okay, let's
0: get to our favorite part because I know we're dying to talk about it. So Ryan Gosling gets introduced. He's a detective named Jerry Woodsters, Jerry Woodsters. And he is doing a very weird accent in this movie. Uh, Emilio, can you describe it and can you give your best impersonation of the accent?
1: Oh, wow. An impersonation? I don't know if I can do that. Um I can only describe it as it sounds like he's trying to do a soft New York accent, but someone is squeezing his balls at the same time. <laughs>
0: it's uh, it
1: sounds kind of like um, I don't know, kind of like a little mousy. Yeah, um, truly. Fuck,
0: I, I kind of want to try it, but I can't. I don't. I don't know how to. It, it's very nasally and very high pitched. Um, And he has uh, so his initial lines, you can hear it very clearly. But then he says lines that are very like reminiscent of the time, like he says slang. So uh, we cut to a scene where he's walking into a nightclub where all the mobsters hang out and he's like shaking down a guy who owns the club to get like help and information about Mickey Cohen. Um, and also outside the the nightclub, there's a guy. There's a little kid trying to shine his shoes, and he want and uh, Jerry Ryan Gosling's character is always trying to push him out the streets, to tell him to go home, and he play and he has it a very important part at some point later on in the movie. But anyways, uh, Ryan Gosling Jerry is sitting down asking questions about Mickey Cohen, who's sitting like right behind him, and then he notices Emma Stone's character Grace, and they make eye contact. And he asked the guy, uh, he asked who's Grace, but the way he asked it's so stupid. He's like, so uh, who's the tomato? He says that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Who's the tomato? I just did like a Mike Tyson impersonation. Like It's it's <laughs> it's seriously reminiscent of that. It's so fucking weird. Who's the tomato? <laughs> uh, it's
1: really, yeah. it's and really then-
0: fucking strange. And he goes
1: up to her and he's like, God, I don't even know how to, it's obviously like in the times of like what they're said. in, so he's just saying like, just stuff that wouldn't fly today. Like it just sounds so corny. Um, what was one? He was like, no, ma'am, I was just hoping to take you to bed or like something like that.
0: Yeah. So they have a back and forth and he admits and he uh, tells her that he used to be in the army and he tells a story of like, he got shot down in the middle of the ocean in a plane and he he felt like sharks swimming in between him. And then Emma Stone Grace asks, like, so are you going to make me an honest woman? And he says like, no, ma'am, I'm just trying to sleep with you or whatever. (laughs) It's really bad, dude. It's this is another movie where Ryan Gosling took a big swing doing a voice, and it did not pay off.
1: Yeah, I really like, I really wonder what he was trying to go for, and I wonder what everyone on set was thinking. <laughs> like, I mean, just hearing this, like, maybe like. Because we've seen him in so much other stuff, or maybe because we're analyzing these films, we're kind of being a little bit harsher on the critique, but I'm
0: I'm sure somebody had to be like, what kind of accent is this guy doing? And as the movie progresses too, it seems like he slips out of it. And I'm not sure if that was me getting used to his accent or if he was slipping out of it, but definitely he doesn't keep it up throughout in the beginning of the movie it's way more squeaky and then as we progress to more like high intensity scenes he does lose it a bit so it it it, it, yeah. it weaves in and out and that's always a sign of bad <laughs> character work so yeah what can you do i also wanted to point out that what did you think of emma stones and uh ryan gossing's uh, chemistry in this movie
1: in the initial scene where they meet, I kinda don't really see that chemistry, but then in the next scene, because he fucks her, um, they wake up in bed together, and that's where I can see the chemistry where it comes from, where when they like when they work together. Like uh, you can see they genuinely like are able to connect with each other as characters. Maybe it was just like that dialogue that was really throwing me off to where I was like, How is this working on somebody? Or how can anyone think this is attractive? But um, later on, as the movie progresses, I can see the chemistry there for sure. But in that first
0: moment, I was kind of like, what is this? Yeah, I think it's pretty whack. I don't think they're good together, (laughs) which is so surprising. We just covered La La Land, and that's such a great romance story. They have so much chemistry in in that movie. I honestly forgot that Gangster Squad was another movie they worked on together because previous to La La Land, they also worked together on Crazy Stupid Love. Mm-hmm. And I think they're so fantastic in that movie. We haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, but I do love that movie. And then this is just bad, man. They do not come <laughs> off as people who are in love. Um, yeah, but I did want to. I did want to ask you on a similar note. Um, what do you think, Jerry? Ryan Gosling's character sounds like when he climaxes.
1: Oh my god. What do you think he says? I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a 50s like word or something. Oh, huh, uh, dudes, I'm about to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh I really can't think of anything right now. That one was
0: good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just Hang set on, myself tuts. up for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on
0: dude, am about to arrive. <laughs> oh shit. So <laughs> we cut to we cut to Omara being called into Chief Bill Parker's uh, office. And Chief Phil Parker is played by Nick Nolte. Speaking of fucking crazy ass voices, this is just Nick Nolte's fucking voice. <laughs> yeah. can you describe to the listeners what Nick Nolte sounds like, dude? It sounds like a bear. <laughs> he just sounds like <laughs> not
1: in not in like like a legitimate bear, like a, like an animal bear, not like in the what you would call someone in the gay community bear. <laughs> Um, (laughs) although maybe, although maybe he, I don't know. We never know. He's a pretty burly guy. Yeah. We don't judge here, but, um, dude, yeah, that voice is crazy. (laughs) It's, it, it sounds like a bear that smokes unfiltered cigarettes.
0: A bear that smokes like 15 packs a day. Like his voice is fucking crazy. Yeah. So, uh. Uh, so uh, Nick Nolte's character, Chief Bill Parker, enlists O'Mara to start a off the records squad, the gangster squad, to uh, take down Mickey Cohen. And so Mickey or I'm sorry, uh, Bill Parker puts O'Mara in charge to put together the squad. And at first he's going to hire a bunch of like squeaky clean guys to help him out. But then his wife uh, O'Mara's wife points out, you need people that are gritty. You need people that will keep their, their mouth shut and that are not looking for glory because these people that you're already looking at are going to be in Mickey Cohen's pocket. So you need someone who is just doing this for the right cause. So he listens to his wife and he starts to enlist uh, various people. And this is just like you said, this is super reminiscent of the Untouchables, like a mm-hmm. very cliche scene of like, we're getting a crew together and they're going to be a bunch of badass motherfuckers. So <laughs> first he goes to fucking uh, Ryan Gosling's character, Jerry, and he's super reluctant and he doesn't want to do it. And he's like, no, I don't do this. Like, um, I don't do I don't. I'm not in this. He says something to the effect of like, I'm not in this job for the glory. I'm not in it to clean up. Like, there's no point to this. We're, we just have a job. We'll just move on. Right. Uh, what did you think of that reaction from J- from Ryan Gosling's character? I mean, I kind of expected it because I kind of got right
1: away that this dude just flies under the radar and it is implied that he drinks a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So this is another character. Ryan Gosling is some type of detective in drinks, which I just put together right now in my head. He Um, does drink a lot. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Maybe he drinks a lot in real life. Um. Hey, we never know. Yeah, that's how we're literally him. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, like I wasn't too surprised at him saying no. On my second watch, on my first watch, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, of course you're supposed to say yes, dude. Like you're a cop. But this is like the 50s and cops can kind of do whatever they
0: want. Uh, So then we cut to uh Omera enlisting the help of people like Max Kennard and just like the Untouchables like every person he enlists is good at something so Max Kennard is played by uh, Robert Patrick the guy who's the T-1000 and Terminator 2 Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's a famous gunslinger so he's good with guns Um, He has a sidekick uh, named (laughs) God damn it. So it's played by Michael Pena and they give him the most fucking stupid Spanish name. (laughs) It's Navidad Ramirez. (laughs) It's a little on the fucking nose. And then um, they also go to a uh, a cop on the beat uh, who is good with knives. And his name is Coleman Harris. And that's played by Anthony Mackie, the guy who plays the um, Hawkeye. Right. No, not. Holiday. Yeah.
1: Who's he playing? Uh, the Falcon. The Falcon. In yeah. the Avengers
0: movies. And Clarence from 8 Mile. There you go. Yeah. Dude. Uh, they should have had a rapping scene in this movie. They fucked up. Yeah. And then everybody would have been like, "Jumping Jehovah. What is that? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of music are you singing there, buddy? <laughs> and um, then it cuts to them telling him not to hang out in that club anymore
0: actually you gotta go <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh the last person that they enlist is cornwell keller who is good at electronics and radio and that's played by giovanni rebissi Rib- who we've been talking about <laughs> earlier Robussy. um and uh this uh, giovanni rebissi is uh, such a great actor i love him in uh saving prior ryan and uh big spoiler alert he And just like in Saving Private Ryan, he dies in this movie too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's also... I always um, forget his name, but he's in a lot of stuff. And he's honestly really funny in the Ted
0: movies by Mm. Seth MacFarlane with Mark Wahlberg. He's hilarious in those movies. Another thing that I wanted to point out about this movie is that originally this was a book. And I don't know if you've ever read detective novels before, Emilio, (laughs) but like these... It, it I mean, this reads like a detective novel for sure, because all the characters are like are t- like you can tell it was written by a guy, a guy who thinks like the coolest thing ever is like you save the girl and you look yeah. like a hero and you fucking have a big dick and you shoot a gun and kill people.
1: <laughs> this guy's a this guy's a southern guy. He knows how to shoot guns. He has a Mexican
0: sidekick named Navidad. This is the worst fucking name ever, dude. Like it genuinely upset me <laughs> when I heard his name. <laughs> yeah, every,
1: like I always forget his name's Navidad. And then there would be like a scene where he yells out his name,
0: like Navidad, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is he saying that? And I'm like, oh shit, it's that guy's name. <laughs> so uh Omera gets the crew together and dude, another prominent thing in this movie is that fucking Burbank is mentioned like 1000 times like so much shit happens in Burbank in this movie and uh, so they have like this failed attempt of like robbing one of Mickey Cohen's casinos and then this leads to a shootout that happens in front of Jerry Uh, Emilio do you want to walk us through the scene with the shoe shining kid oh yeah so Jerry
1: is walking around I'm assuming he's drunk because he is pretending to play like a trumpet or a saxophone while he's walking. And this kid, Pete runs into him. He's like, Oh, Hey, mister, come on, let me shine your shoes real quick. Come on. I need, come on. And he's like, okay, I guess so. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and so this kid starts shining, uh, Jerry's shoes. Pete actually claims that he has some information about what, a move that Mickey Cohen's about to make. And Ryan Gosling says, uh, you should be worried about, uh, getting up some girl's skirt. Like it's it's (laughs) It's
0: really bad. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, I want to point out that, uh, Pete is played by Austin Abrams and he, I saw him in euphoria and he's like the only euphoria character who is not a drug addict and actually like thinks like a normal person. (laughs) Really? But yeah, yeah, I think, he, I think he does great in that show, so he's a great actor. Uh, but I'm oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, um,
1: okay so uh, Jerry's kind of looking around and he sees one of these mob dudes that are higher-ups in LA getting out of his car, and he begins to continue to look around the street and he sees another black car pull up. Four men come out of it and begin to blast the fuck out of the whole front of the storefront where they're at, they successfully kill this other mobster. But in the process, Pete gets shot in the chest and Pete dies in Jerry's hands. And Jerry in a drunken, angry rage goes to Mickey Cohen's um, main club that I kind of forgot the name of now. I'll have to look it up. While Mickey Cohen is dancing with Emma Stone's character. God damn it, Riley. Uh, and, Sorry. Um, Riley's really
0: dog keeps popping into the camera.
1: Yeah. um, Mickey Cohen is dancing with Emma Stone's character, uh, Grace. And I do kind of like this camera effect that they do where they... Yes, I do too. They focus on Ryan Gosling's big ass head. And <laughs> they use that as a still to focus the camera on. So Mm -hmm. while he's walking down to shoot Mickey Cohen, um, it's hyper-focused on his head, but the rest of the room is kind of jarring, like kind of moving around. And then at the very last second, his friend, who's like an insider guy, from the beginning of the movie, stops Jerry from killing Mickey.
0: It's very like I do like that shot. I wish they did more cool shit like that because in an early or in the next scene, uh Jerry busts out um Omera out of the prison in Burbank from their failed attempt of robbing Mickey Cohen's casino. And they also have scenes where like uh people are shooting, but it freeze frames every time a shot goes off. And I thought that was like a pretty cool effect. I wish I saw more of that in the movie. Um, yeah. But I wanted to ask you, Emilio. Um, you have a cousin named Pete. A person <laughs> named Pete gets shot and killed in this movie. How does that make you feel?
1: It makes me want to scream like Ryan
0: Gosling. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you know what? I'm trying to think. Like, I'm sure Ryan Gosling has said the f word in a couple other movies, but I, for whatever reason, it felt like incredibly prominent in this movie. He says "fuck," like maybe like a handful of times, like five, but every time I'm like, whoa, okay, I wasn't expecting that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he says it a lot in the, wait, no oh shit, I, I could have sworn he says it in the Place Beyond the Pines a few times, but now that I'm kind of thinking back on it, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's doing it in that voice. Um, fuck.
0: What happens next?
1: <laughs> I don't So, know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they, they bust out, um, John, and uh what was the other guy's name? The the Falcon? They bust out Col- so so uh they go and bust out John and the Falcon. <laughs> it's Coleman Harris. Coleman Harris, that's right. And so after this, Jerry announces that he wants to join the Suicide Squad. And there's like a little moment where they begin <laughs> to kind of bond. Did they, you mean to say suicide so- squad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's- Gangster squad. <laughs> <laughs> and then Will Smith shows up. And then. Uh, <laughs>
0: Margot Robbie's in there.
1: <laughs> um, so he wants to join the gangster squad. Uh, there is like a small moment. Where they're all kind of. Coming together. Like I think. Uh, um, What's his name?
0: Oh, God there's so many guys. Fucking names in this movie. <laughs> there's too many fucking people in this movie. That's the problem too. There's too many names to keep up with. Max Kenner. Kennard. Max Kenner.
1: So Kennard is showing off like his shooting skills. Um, so they kind of begin to bond over that. And then it cuts to a scene where they actually break into Michael Mickey Cohen's why I want to say Mike. That's why that name so sound familiar. that was why it sounds so familiar, the Cohen. You wanna say Michael Cohen? Yeah. Yeah. Mickey Cohen, yeah. I was like, why does this name sound so fucking familiar? And it's because of Michael Cohen. Fuck that guy. Uh so it cuts to them invading Cohen's home to bug the place. I do like this one part where Jerry is kind of like the last one out and he mm-hmm. runs into Grace, who's Emma Stone's character, and he kinda tells her like well, he just like fingers like shh to her and he begins to run out, but then he goes back and then kisses her. And then walks back out. I thought that was kind of
0: cool. He's very cheeky. That's for sure. I mean, like uh, like we talked about last time, Ryan Gosling, uh, it was so funny that it took us this many episodes. And then our first uh, guest to point out like, hey, uh, you know, a common critique is that Ryan Gosling kind of does the same character all the time. <laughs> and he i mean he is doing it here too he's playing a cool smooth jerk and he's really good at it the only problem is that he's doing a weird fucking accent it should have just been his normal voice
1: yeah i actually yeah i don't understand what's wrong with his i think his normal voice would have worked way better instead of this uh, ball squeezing high-pitched noise that he does
0: okay so uh i gotta admit that I was trying to finish up the notes while I was at work, uh, but during my break, uh, I, once again, I'm a teacher, but I wasn't, you know doing this during actual like teaching time. <laughs> but I left my goddamn notebook at in the classroom. So I've been reading over Emilio's as we've been doing the podcast. But the scene that follows, and I have it, I see it right here that you wrote it down, is that they have a montage of the crew together and they finally like get their shit together. And they start hitting Mickey Cohen's places after they planted this bug. So Mm -hmm. they hit like uh, uh, a drug bus. They hit like uh, storefronts that are actually operating as something else. Mm -hmm. And then the last place they hit is that nightclub that Mickey Cohen likes to be at. And uh, they set the place on fire. They figure out that Mickey Cohen is trying to take over the communications in the western half of the U.S. so that he can control the West completely. And they also burn down his like money counting, money laundering in the back. And so uh, Mickey Cohen figures out just from this alone that they burnt the money and didn't want the money that they're cops. He finally puts it together. This whole time he's been like racking in his head like, is it someone from the West trying to get after me? But he figures out it's cops because they don't want money, which is stupid, but whatever. I'll just take it. (laughs) And so the scene I want to point out is that every time someone fucks up, Mickey Cohen is so ruthless that he kills them on the spot. And so one guy is explaining to him like, "Yeah, they like they took over your place or whatever. They they took our drugs. They're like it won't happen again, Mister Cohen." And he says, "I know it won't happen." And then he turns to his goons and he goes, "You know the drill." And they pull out a <laughs> massive fucking drill and they fucking drill this guy's head. Like, just shoot him in the back or something. Why do you have to fucking do that?
1: <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. I just like when he's like, "You know the drill." And he walks out and they just grab the show. I was like, no way. That's so that's too good. That's too funny. Yeah. You know, and the then, drill.
0: What's also really funny is that immediately after his like blame, his brains like spurt out to the wall, they cut to a shot of ground beef on a grill. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the gangster squad. I want to say suicide squad, gangster <laughs> squad or like celebrating their, their, uh, all their successful hits on Mickey Cohen so they have a barbecue in the back in, there in O'Mara's is a backyard
1: there is a one other uh, line that he says and it's at the very beginning that i i kind of like um, it's uh when uh, O'Hara or sorry omara is it omara or O'Hara? O'Mara, oh it's omara so. so john john omara
0: actually sorry i think it's omera you're right O'Mara.
1: So John O'Meara had saved this blonde girl at the beginning who is, I'm assuming was going to be set into uh, sex trafficking, but, uh, but he stopped it. And there's a scene where Mickey Cohen is talking to his three goons that were there and were arrested by John. And this guy's telling him like, Oh, I swear to God, Mickey, this isn't going to happen again. And he goes, you're talking to God. So you might as well swear to me. And I was like, damn, That's so
0: fucking cold, dude. (laughs) That's fucking mean, Mickey. Um, (laughs) This guy thinks he's God. That's crazy. (laughs) He proceeds to toss them into a elevator and then he sets the place on fire. If you're going to do on the nose one liners like that, in that moment, he should have said, you're fired or something like that. But, like <laughs> It's right fucking there. If you guys are going for it, being big and stupid, like say, just go for it. Like that line was anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Already, I think we're barely like halfway through the movie and we're like 40 minutes.
1: In. <laughs> no, I, no, we're actually like a good chunk. Uh, We're a good chunk in there.
0: Cool. Um, um, is there anything, any other scene you want to point out before we get to like the, the end? God damn it, Riley.
1: Uh yeah. Sorry. There's a there is a this one scene where um Mickey Cohen's beginning to put it all together that uh the gangster squad are cops and they're trying to take him down. And so Jerry goes to see Grace and they're having dinner somewhere. Grace is telling Jerry that he should get out of town, and then uh Jerry's like, Well, you know, you should get out of town. Like, and I said <laughs> I had to to throw it in there. I had to try.
0: Um, For the listeners, like, we're truly not far off. It does sound like (laughs) that if you've never seen the movie.
1: And these two goons that are uh, Mickey Cohen's goons come in and they try to pour acid on Grace's face. Yes. And Jerry stops them. And this is where he breaks out of that squeaky voice. And he begins to, like, yell. And he beats the fuck out of these two guys and he's like what is this is this acid? And he, uh <laughs> and he pours it all over this guy's balls yeah but it's on the like on the clothing like on the pants so it's it is well, going to take a while to burn cuz
0: in that moment he sounds exactly like jerry so i think <laughs> you're right about your theory <laughs> no jerry what are you doing <laughs> now you know my pain <laughs>
1: uh but that was that was that actually was a pretty wild like it does kind of tie into how ruthless they're trying to make mickey cohen's character yeah like because you can tell he does he might maybe genuinely like grace mickey cohen and yeah. the moment he finds out that she's talking to a cop he has these dudes try to go pour acid all over her face like
0: that's fucking yeah. crazy so yeah, like a number of things happen. This is like the suicide. Oh God damn it. This is the gangster squad's <laughs> uh, downfall uh, for one uh, Cornwell Keller. So they get set up. Um, Mickey Cohen figures out that there's a bug in his house and he, and he plants this story of like, we're going to do a, a, a drug, a drug swap or whatever in uh, Chinatown and the Chinatown uh, drug swap is just a setup. There's a truck that explodes. Uh, Omera almost dies. Uh, Cornwall Keller uh, Giovanni Ribisi's character is uh, strangled to death in his garage because he's trying to listen to the bug um, and also Grace has to go into hiding um, uh, one of Jerry's friends, the guy who owns the nightclub or whoever he is, uh, tries to hide her but then um, he gets killed by Mickey Cohen and gets shot in the stomach by him mm-hmm. and then so and then also Omera's house gets shot up too and you think for a second that his pregnant wife dies which would have been fucking crazy uh because there's also when uh, omara gets back home uh, there's a bunch of blood on the floor and the cops are there but it turns out that she gave birth to their son in the bathtub which in that moment i was like are they really gonna kill this woman off while she's pregnant that's fucking wild yeah that
1: would have been a very wild turn for omara um that i did i do remember thinking like oh fuck like she's dead and then yeah she gave birth in the in the bathtub. This is like that part two, where we were talking about how they had to reshoot the Chinatown scene. Um, I do want to say that like, although this isn't one of the best Ryan Gosling movies, I do really appreciate how well the costume design is set up. Like, I think all the costumes and, and the clothing and the suits look great. And also the set designs too. Like, it really kind of does feel like you're put into, like, nineteen late 1940s, 50s L.A. I mean, but Chinatown, like, kind of almost looks exactly the same as it does now. But I think it's just how they shot it. Like, the lights really pop. Um, It kind of gave me a little bit more of an appreciation for L.A., Unfortunately, if I lived in that era, I would not get the benefit of those. We things. would
0: not be welcome. No, not at all. <laughs> and uh, they have cool shots of like Union Station of downtown. Um, they had one shot which was like around the corner from Angel City. I don't know if you noticed when they're having that montage of like uh, hitting Mickey Cohen's places where they like are beating up a guy in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. and they like burn a car that happens like around the corner of from little tokyo um oh so they have some they have some like cool shots um but i feel like the costumes are kind of too glossy yeah some of the shirts are like
1: yeah some of the shirts are very like glossy shiny i mean they still look great though
0: (laughs) i think that's the problem with like doing period pieces that sometimes you can get clothing that just looks too new and it like takes me out of it like everyone was this fucking clean back then (laughs) but anyways (laughs) so omera and his crew uh decide that they're going to just um go for it and take down mickey cohen uh they want to avenge keller who was killed so they force this judge to sign like uh, a warrant for mickey cohen's arrest they figure out that he's in a fucking hotel in you guessed it fucking burbank (laughs) <laughs> and they're going to, um, I think so. Right. I think they're in Burbank. And then there's also a line from a, from a guard who tells them like when they're leaving, when the cops show up, they're like, I, I got a, I got, I got, a plane ready for you down in Burbank airport. Let's go. was <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Do you want to walk us through this final scene? Well, so they all, um, there is a
1: shot of them in front of city hall. Mm-hmm. It's This is a cool shot that I really like, but it is very m- much like reminiscent of The Untouchables as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, seriously.
1: But uh, so they all decide like okay, we got a warrant for Mickey Cohen's arrest because we can prove that he killed um Robisi. I forgot his name already. What's his name again?
0: It's a Cornwell Keller.
1: Cornwell Keller. So they have proof that they can get Mickey Cohen on his murder. So they head to the hotel. Big shootout happens. I also I didn't get this guy's name down. I don't even remember them ever mentioning this guy's name. But he's like a prominent henchman in Mickey the Cohen's guy with the, with guys. The one eye. Yeah, the guy with the one eye, and he's like tall as shit, yeah. and just looks like some kind of like super villain. <laughs> that what did you what did you did you did you catch that? Like, were yeah, you he's, a bit taken aback by that?
0: He was the shooter when when Jer- when the when Pete gets killed, the uh, Shoeshine yeah. guy. He was there at the Chinatown shooting, and then he's here in this scene as well. Um, so, yeah, he's supposed to be like the number one hitman or some shit like that. But I don't um, think he had a name.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised because they put so much emphasis on him. Yeah. I wonder if they had shot some stuff with him prior to that. But uh, yeah, from That's what I heard, true. yeah, yeah. Uh, from what I understand, they cut a lot of stuff mm-hmm. out of this movie to get it down to like a nice hour, 45 minutes, because well, I mean, they had to reshoot the whole shootout scene in Chinatown, too. But um, anyway, so this big shootout happens, I believe I forget who, because there's so many fucking people in this movie. Someone gets shot, but they don't die. And um, uh,
0: Ryan Gosling gets yes. shot in the ass or no, in the thigh, or something. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't die.
1: Yeah. He gets shot and then magically he begins to stop talking the way he talks. No, I'm just kidding. He still talks like that. <laughs> they got me in the balls. I can talk normal now. <laughs> um, so then Mickey makes a run for it through the back of the hotel. And then John catches him in the back and he's pointing a gun at Mickey Cohen and Mickey tells him, all right, well you want to take me to jail, take me to jail. And John takes off his coat, puts the gun down and basically wants to brawl it out with this guy.
0: Very stupid.
1: But yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot this happened in this movie. Cause I was seeing my head like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like they got him. Yeah. Like that's it. Like if he tries to run off, you can just shoot him in the leg and put the cuffs on him. But John is like, you know, these guys shot up my wife, shot up my shot up our house, killed my friend instead of taking this the, guy.
0: They killed uh, the other guy, too. They kill a uh, Max Kennard, Robert Patrick's character. The oh, yeah, the that's right. He dies in the middle of the shootout, too.
1: Yeah. So I, this guy killed two of my friends, almost killed my wife and my and my unborn child. I'm going to go fists with him
0: even though he was a successful boxing champion i'm still yeah. going to fight him hand to hand <laughs> um this bo- this fight scene is pretty graphic
1: yes. it's definitely one of the more graphic parts of the movie cuz they just pretty much go in on each other for i think it was like a minute or maybe yeah. like a minute and a half which in like that's like movie time so it might have been a little bit longer in like their circumstances And John gets the one up on Mickey Cohen and beats the fuck out of him. It was kind of insane. I like like right when he was getting to it, because at this point, most of the LAPD shows up. They're surrounding him. So this guy's pretty much done.
0: Even like journalists pop up out of nowhere and like yeah. taking photos of him beating the shit out of Mickey Cohen.
1: Yeah. So I mean like it's it's set. Like like there's nowhere else for this guy to run. And John's like, Nope. And he just goes in on Mickey Cohen. It I was really actually really taken aback by that. I was like, Fuck. It's a pretty graphic scene. But then he stops beating him up. And they finally arrest Mickey Cohen. They take him in and L.A. is saved. And everyone lives happily ever after except for the two friends that were killed in the squad and Mickey Cohen, who obviously is in jail now.
0: Oh, they also allude or they say that Mickey Cohen gets uh, killed and jailed because he gets a lead pipe to the head. from The uh, West or the East Coast mobsters. Uh, yeah. They also have a final scene like Grace and Jerry end up together and they're happy, and then also Omera and his wife are happy. Omera throws his fucking badge into the ocean, and oh yeah, and then immediately turns around and his kid and his wife are waiting, and he like he has this really like he's really like like stoic, and he throws his badge and he turns around, and he's like hey, like he gets all happy immediately <laughs> seeing his wife. <laughs> it was stupid, uh, but then it ends. Uh, so yeah. That brings us to the end of our podcast Uh, video. Can you give me a final summary of your thoughts of this movie and then give it a rating from one to five?
1: Well, the, some of the action scenes I do like, I do very much like the setting. I am a sucker for like older LA. I love seeing older LA in films Um, I do like most of the costume design set pieces. I am not a fan of Ryan Gosling's voice. I don't know what this guy was thinking with that one. Everyone else does pretty fine. Um, I mean, it is like campy mobster. It's a campy mobster movie. So obviously some dialogue isn't going to hit. Some jokes aren't going to aren't going to hit um but it is a good like mediocre movie it's yeah. something it's like a pop it's like a like a popcorn movie like when it came out i'm sure it did semi well in the box office um but yeah it's it's like one of those movies that you just put on and kind of turn off your brain and eat popcorn too. so i do appreciate it in that sense uh i did want to point out that the, mickey cohen is a real person like this is semi yeah, based yeah. on a real dude but as far as everything else, it is pretty much fictionalized. I yep. had to look that up before before I started.
0: So none of this actually happened for the most part. So then why the fuck did Ryan Gosling do that voice? I don't get Maybe because he knew was it wasn't he, real. Was he portraying a real person or no?
1: No, I don't think so. Because like I said, most of the characters were fictionalized. So he was like, oh, hey, so like if it's not real, then I'm not real. So I'm going to do this <laughs> voice.
0: <laughs> What's your score? One to five.
1: Um, I'm going to give it a. I want to say three. I do. I do like. Like I said, like I'm a sucker for these kind of like movies where it's the setting, the costume designs. I like how everyone's dressed in this film. I love I love like the old school cars. I love the set pieces. Some of the cinematography is good too, like how they use the lighting to really have like neon signs and pop is good. I mean, it's a Ryan Gosling Emma Stone movie again, but their chemistry doesn't really hit.
0: Definitely the worst of their 3 movies together.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5, which is a like a middle ground. So it's a yeah, it's a it's a mid movie.
0: Very respectable. Um, I like that you said that this is a popcorn movie. I definitely feel like this is a movie that I would see my dad watch like five times in a row in one week or something like that um, that's what that's exactly what I did right like it, it's a typical action movie that for sure like someone in your life was like, dude, that movie kicks ass
1: yeah it's like and then you watch
0: it yourself it's like it's fine, I guess I don't know um I, I think the one of the biggest problems is that um, it's kind of hard to do a mobster movie these days. I can't think of a single mobster movie um, that came out somewhat recently that I like a lot. Like, I think about uh, Johnny Depp's uh, Public Enemy, and I didn't like that movie, but... Um, but this is obviously this isn't a mobster movie. But when you do period pieces from like the twenties to fifties, those kind of blend together for me. I
1: mm-hmm. think of The
0: Great Gatsby, and I thought that movie kind of sucked. To be honest, I didn't really like yeah. it. Yeah, then again, I, uh, I don't like The Great Gatsby in general.
1: I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that movie either. I I yeah. kind of like some of the music that came out of it, like on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not really that good of a movie either. I was gonna say the only like mobster movie I can think of that came out. That was pretty big recently was uh, the Irishman.
0: Yeah, that's probably the one. Yeah. And then but that who made l- that? So
1: yeah, Martin Scorsese, but that movie is long as fuck. Yeah. That's a super so, long movie.
0: It's just, I think that's tough. And then also this movie just suffered a lot too. It's hard to make a book into a movie. And I think this genre of book only appeals to a certain demographic, which is, older men, really, and then some young boys too. Um, Mm -hmm. If I watched this in high school, I'm sure I would have loved it. I'm watching it now. It makes me cringe at parts. Action's pretty good at some points, but um, as a whole, I don't really like it. Ryan Gosling's doing a weird voice that I cannot get over. His (laughs) chemistry with Emma Stone is so shitty, which is just a testament to his other two movies with Emma Stone and how good everyone around them also is because you can be friends with someone on the set, but if that doesn't relate to on screen, then there's definitely a problem with like the people around you too. Yeah. Um, but that being said, Ryan Gossing's in it. So it's a five out of five for me. <laughs> um, in the pantheon of Ryan Gossing movies, if we're putting on a, on a tier from S to F, where are you going to put this, Emilio?
1: Oh, man. I think I'm going to have to give him a a B.
0: Why? Uh, it's,
1: it's that fucking accent, dude. It's that fucking voice he's doing. I don't know. I don't... I really like... I wish I could sit down with him one day and ask him, like, hey, dude, I'm a big fan of you. I'm a big fan of your movies.
0: What were you trying to do here? <laughs> <laughs> where where are you? Where is your character from? <laughs> Second question: Fracture. What was up with that Southern <laughs> accent, dude? Um, um,
1: but yeah, definitely, definitely. That that's the biggest deterrent for me, uh, as far as like his um pantheon of where I put his rating amongst his others, because I just don't get it.
0: I don't get it either. Um, I think that for me, I'm gonna ho- go ahead and give him a give it a C rating. I don't think this is a very good performance okay look i think it's a good performance for ryan Gosling, when he's not talking his character the way he moves the way his action flows like uh he definitely practiced like the action whatever he looks really cool and smooth but then when he talks it's just so it takes me out of it it's too funny um so i'm gonna give it a c (laughs) and also i think it's just a funny movie to point out like hey you know you worked with emma stone in a third movie and it really sucks you should (laughs) check it out (laughs) So oh, I to yeah. the seats.
1: <laughs> hang on tits i'm about to arrive <laughs> That's all that's oh, you, you know what it's you know what he kind
0: of sounds like he sounds like jay leno that's what he sounds like too oh god i can't stand jay leno all he needed was like a big chin and <laughs> he should do a jay leno biopic how fucking awesome would that be that kind of reminds me of like
1: all those memes that they make of him, where they just put him as a black character, and it's like starring Ryan Gosling,
0: <laughs> Obama as Obama, yeah, <laughs> Ryan
1: Gosling as Obama, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling as Jamal Morant, <laughs> Ryan Gosling Morant. is oh, say it, how's he? What's the correct name? Uh,
0: uh, J uh, J Morant,
1: J Morant, J Morant, and then Ryan. Oh, Gosling no, I'm sorry, is ja,
0: so, I'm so sorry, Ja Morant, Ja, ja Morant.
1: And then Ryan Gosling is Jay Leno. Ryan Gosling is Chadwick Boseman in the Black Panther.
0: (laughs) I'm going to probably edit this last part. (laughs) Okay. Last, our mission statement. Are we literally him? Do you literally see yourself as Sergeant Jerry Woodster? I can never get his last name right. Wooters. Wooters. That's a awful last name, Wooters Actually, let me yeah, Jerry Wooters Okay. Do <laughs> you literally see yourself as Jerry Wooters Um
1: I do like the way he dresses. Um he feels strongly for somebody, even though it can get him killed. I don't know if I would ever pursue something like that, but when I feel strongly for Someone I do grow attached to them and do try to pursue them in the sense of like, I don't know, whatever he's doing. I guess, I'm guess i assuming he's trying to be boyfriend-girlfriend with her or something. Because um, they do end up together at the end of the movie.
0: Um, he wants to go steady. Let's go steady, toots. I like that toots <laughs> is the only thing we can think
1: of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Show me a tits, toots. Um, <laughs> uh, as far as <laughs> uh, maybe you should give this a l- listen back Joseph and let me know if you want to keep that in there <laughs> oh,
0: that's going in there that's really funny um,
1: <laughs> as far as like other stuff that his character does I don't really identify with it I definitely drink but I'm not a heavy drinker uh, I don't think I'd ever be a police officer, um. although I am into detective stuff, like as far as like actually figuring out investigations. But mm. I would say I'm only like 10, 15 percent him. Yeah. Oh, he also smokes a lot in this movie. And does, I saw yeah. in an interview that this movie actually helped him stop smoking for a while because oh, he was smoking a lot in this movie.
0: Which I, I don't. Um, good. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Um, I, the only thing I, yeah, so I'm not much of a, of a smooth talker the way he is. I also don't have a voice like him. Um, do <laughs> I want to be a cop? Fuck. No, I do not want to be a cop. Um, do I want to do investigations? No, I don't really want to. The only thing I really resonated it, I resonated with him was his like uh, outlook on work. He acts as if he doesn't want to do shit. He's at, he acts as if like there's no point to doing stuff. But when like push comes to shove and he needs to do something for work, he always delivers. And I like to think of myself as someone who likes to bitch and moan a lot, but at the end when I need to do something, I will deliver and I will try my best. So in that, in thinking in those terms, I'm like 5% him. That's the only thing I saw that really resonated with me.
1: Would you recommend this movie to somebody? Like if they're like, oh, I'm not a big Ryan Gosling fan or I haven't seen him in a lot. Would you recommend this movie?
0: Probably not, to be honest, <laughs> unless someone was like, does anyone know of a movie where it sounds like a guy constantly has like his balls in a vice grip? <laughs> I'd be like, you know, there's one. Mo- I don't know why I would turn into Bill Cosby, you know, uh- <laughs> yikes, sorry. <laughs> I would probably recommend that person, this movie for that. And that's about it. What about you?
1: No, probably not. I'd be like, Oh, this is like one of his mediocre ones, but I wouldn't recommend it to a first time viewer.
0: Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, that does it for this episode, everyone. Um, any last comments, Emilio? I just really want to know what the fuck he's doing with that voice. <laughs>
1: it's like it's really dawning on me like why? it's kind of like that skit where he's in saturday night live and he's talking about papyrus like Mm -hmm, oh, all all avatar did was put papyrus font on something as i really want to sit down with him and ask him like what why why is this your voice in this movie where where is this guy from what's going on with his balls
0: what's going on (laughs) Are they twisted? Or are they removed? What's the, what's the deal? Oh, <laughs> well, right. yeah. That's well, my that, final take. Well, on, on that note, we'll see you next week, guys. And uh, thanks for listening. Give us a rating. All right. We'll see you next time. See Bye. See ya. Bye.